Podcast. All right, bruv, how you doing? I'm not bad, dude. Um, this hasn't shown up in the chat thing. Is it supposed to? Yeah, it is recording. Okay, I'll, I trust you. <laughs> Craig, he's usually pretty good, but he can be um, unpredictable yeah. at times. Yeah, if people are hearing this, then it worked. And if they're not, then I am recording again. <laughs> um, but he's showing fine on my end, so. Yeah, so you haven't been here in... Uh, what would you say a month just under a month what was it what's the last like, thing we did um was it disney plus like in like content changes could have been yeah yeah it was pre-mando no matter what you know mm-hmm. um yeah. pre-mando you know when me and nick have been on here and whatnot um we've said that there's a chance heavy comes on when uh mando wraps up and talks about his thoughts on the season uh, we've said that you haven't been keeping up at that point because you were planning to like maybe binge watch it all in one go. Um, aye, aye. So before we get into Mando episode five, um, you've seen a couple of episodes now, right? I have. So what's your general thoughts on the, the couple of episodes you've already seen? You sure you want me to do this? Yeah. You can go as hard as you want or as soft as you want. It's fine. You know, it, it's not doing much for me, mate. I'll be real with you. I think it's, yeah. uh, I was cautiously optimistic because it had seemed to have been receiving. I saw something that said, Oh, this is so slow. And then I saw someone else reply, Yeah, God forbid they do decent world building for once. And I was like, Oh, sweet. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. Um, I assume so, that's in reference to episode three. Yeah, probably. I watched the first two. Um, yeah. It's just, there's just nothing to it, is there, if we're honest. I enjoyed uh, the second episode specifically. I liked when, you know, the episode they got to Mandalore. I really enjoyed bo in this season. She's probably my favorite character this season. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying what everyone else is saying there. Y- um, y- yeah, I, I, I really like her. Um, I like in that episode, the second episode specifically, there's a stark contrast between her and Din. Like he can't use the saber, he can't wield it. She uses it with, with ease, uh, showing that, like, you know, she's a badass in comparison to what he is. Um, and, like, she's the capable one. She's the one who should be a ruler um, and not Din. Um, yeah, but, but that's sort of like a given, though, because I don't think Din's interested. No, I don't think Din's interested. All he's interested in is bathing in the waters and getting allowed back into the cult, isn't he? Like, yeah, I don't really get that either. But there we go. Well, my theory is like the reason he's he's so obsessed with getting back into like the cult and like they have taken center stage this season is because. Well, I think it's just because Pedro uh, was too busy filming The Last of Us. They're like, well, he's not going to be available, so mm. let's just write it in a way that he. Ha- Um, and yeah, that's really, cause I don't know about you, but I felt like in season two, he was learning what it meant to be a Mandalorian, like whether it's beating Bo and the Night Owls or Boba Fett, even, even Cobb Vanth, who was just donning the armor, you know, he wasn't a Mandalorian, but he was donning Boba's armor. And mm-hmm. the conversation he had with Bill Burr, that episode with Bill Burr was, was really good. 
Um, Mate, even with the even I thought with the Boba Fett uh, episodes, I thought we'd I thought we'd uh, thought we'd move past this, but uh, alas, yeah, here we are. Yeah. So he's he's that's what I mean. I think it's very very strange, you know. Um, and I I think it has to be just because of Pedro's schedule, and again he's he mentioned he might be filming the last one of this year, which is when season four is supposedly going to film. So I think they're going to lean into this of like. We don't ever need him to have his helmet off again. And this is the excuse to do it. Um Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think I it's felt like it I felt like it was a breakthrough in uh at the end of season two where he did take his helmet off. I was like, oh wow, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but no. No, and they regress it now. And I, I'm not on board with that. Like maybe things change and you know, things progress and evolve throughout the season and future seasons, but currently I'm like, I don't like that. Also, we're also spending a lot more time with the Mandalorians themselves. Um, I know you haven't seen much of them, um, but I like man. I like Mandalorians. I think they're interesting. I like them in the Clone Wars, um, but I haven't found them particularly interesting so far this season. Um, and well, they're yeah. None of them have any character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have a character. It well, Paz, Paz Vizsla, he hates Din, you know? He's a Din hater. Like, <laughs> that's the only, like, attribute that man has, you know? Hating on Din. Um, no, but I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's your other thoughts on, on what you've seen? Like, the first two episodes? I, uh, we always use this... Um, we always use McDonald's. this... McDonald's fry thing. Uh, <laughs> reach the point where I need to like lay off the fries put it that way like McDonald's fries are great but you can't have too much of a good thing and mm-hmm. I think we might be there it's just I'm watching it and I'm like <clears throat> oh wow salacious crumbs brilliant and then mm-hmm. oh Babu Fricks I mean I don't feel like there's any need. The that... scene was cool. That was nice, though, wasn't it? Do you not think it was entertaining and funny? Mate, it's all, it's all nice. Mm-hmm. It's all nice. I don't. I, I haven't seen the episode of Ahmed Best, and it's lovely that he got that gig. And I'm glad he's not. You know, I'm glad he's not having a bad time anymore. Um, and that you know that particular part of fandom toxicity seems to have died down, which is really good. I need to be replaced by something else, but there we go. Um, <laughs> like, yep. All these things are nice. Like all the all the little bits of fan service are nice, but like it, it you gotta admit, mate, it, it does get like do you not get desensitized to it at some point. Um, I sort of desensitized you, to it. When you saw the salacious crumbs, what did that add to the story? Oh, nothing, nothing. It's just in the world, isn't it? It's just, it's just the monkey lizards. They're just part of. We know they exist. So I didn't. And again, but we kept seeing that footage for like since last year, since the celebration last year. So I was, I was desensitized to see them because I'd already seen them and the Babu Fricks. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of fan service in it. Like, <clears throat> like I had, had conversations last week, and and I love the Ahmed Best scene last week. I, I you know, I, I'm so I was so happy for him. Um, but I was like, I've seen like people on TikTok and, and, and Twitter and stuff like people who aren't like big Star Wars fans, like us who are in the weeds of it. 
and they were like they were so confused they had no idea who that jedi was they were this just, is the point this is the point that's all this and, show is now that's all yeah. this show is just this show is just star wars fans to watch feel good about themselves um and then and that's fine that's fine yeah. I suppose. but it, it like you said, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. What you just said. I'm not saying it's like ideal for like a casual viewer. For us, like you know, like I said, like I, I was very, because very happy. Doing, it goes back to the issues I had with Rise of Skywalker. It's like mm-hmm. you, you can't be having. It's like so. I assume I've not seen the old Westworld from what you said, and I appreciate I'm not, I've not seen it. Maybe I can't have a valid opinion. If that's what you think, then fair enough. But I don't uh, think that. Yeah. Um, you said that it builds up like it's a huge reveal. Mm. There's yeah. right? You can still have him be the actor and not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That huge reveal has nothing to do story-wise. It means nothing to the characters, you know. Well, it's Grogu's backstory, isn't it? But it's, it's, yeah. yeah, but it doesn't mean that reveal doesn't mean anything to anyone, mm-hmm. other than the fans, other than the people watching. And I don't. I I get. I think a little bit of fan service here and there, totally cool, and it and it feels good. But like, I don't know. It's not. I'm trying to like put this into words. You know, when there's the big reveal that Han Solo and Chewie are in Force Awakens, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it pans to the door and the music swells and then it opens and Chewie and Han come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the same sort of thing, but it also makes a lot of sense story-wise. Yeah. Because it's them getting onto the Falcon, and it's their ship. Like, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, I think when, like, it feels like almost every other shot is, oh, look at this shiny thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard It's hard work, mate. Like, it, and it, I, I don't, obviously, I think the story has to keep the viewers in mind, but the, it's like with Rise of Skywalker, mate. Like they're like, oh, Palpatine's returned in in the crawl. I know it's like a big meme at this point. Mm-hmm. But they're like, Palpatine's returned in the crawl. If you hadn't seen the trailer, you'd be like, what the hell happened here? Or played Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you'd gone into that Star Wars film trailer three, you'd be like, what the heck? Yeah. You just and, and yeah, I don't understand either, Siri. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it's just a worrying trend. And season two was sort of the cameo show, and I kind of just was like, "All right, like, do what you got to do," because I just assumed it was a big platform for all these other shows, and I sort of gave it a pass. Yeah, but, which which, I, it, which it was right. Boba Fett got a show, Ahsoka's getting a show, and that stuff with Morgan Elsbeth on that planet that Ahsoka was on, that does have a big role in. The Ahsoka show. It, like, it's... Yeah, so I kind of give it a pass, yeah. which is cool. Like, no issues there. Um, I still don't think that's, that that shouldn't be the basis of why you're writing a TV show in any circumstance at all. But, you know, you be you, Disney. You do what you got to do. Um, but we're, we're just back to it. And I think it's, it's been such a long wait. Yeah, you know? it's been two years. Well, over two years for Mando. You know, like I still think the best two episodes of Mando, well, two of the best episodes of Mando, are still the ones in um, Boba Fett. Still the ones in Boba Fett. And yeah. that, 
had fan service. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there was no need for there to be the Naboo Starfire. I love uh, that he's got Naboo Starfire. You know, yeah, that's yeah. But so cool. yeah, but also does kind of make sense. Yeah. yeah. Also, when you're watching it, it was kind of just played off. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like this great big reveal moment. He was like, "What's that hunk of junk?" Like it was like mm-hmm. it was just part of it, and it was just the device in the story. It wasn't like, "Oh wow, look at this." look at this starfire you know and he was only convinced when he flew quick i also think they did a terrible job of explaining i thought they'd be a better onboarding for people that didn't watch boba fett if i'm honest mm. uh, i thought that was terrible so we were watching it with b and she didn't watch boba fett and she was like hold on what the hell well the, again you're not gonna like this but this is the case favreau gave was basically that he said he thinks people are smart enough to like no, and like see and like find content on YouTube that explains it on social media and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's like uh, they they put out a recap. Like they didn't put it in the front of the episode, the first episode for some reason, but they put it out like on their socials, like of a recap of season two and the stuff in Boba Fett. Why didn't they put that before the before the show? That was the question people had: was why didn't they put it before? The- because they put a whole recap of the prequels in front of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was and it was flipping good recap as well it was yeah it, <laughs> it was. made me wish they re-edited the prequels because i was like oh wow this stuff flipping slaps <laughs> um whoever they got to edit that top job so i don't know i think it's uh i think it's lame i think it's pretty lame because you could even just say oh and this was in book of boba fett so then you're almost prepping people oh you've kind of got to watch everything mm-hmm. no yeah i don't know i don't know like i said this is why i don't talk about star wars every week because I, I just don't i know my opinions are probably aren't that popular but i just uh yeah it's just just boring mate even even you even you being like oh do you know who showed up in this week's mando episode i just <laughs> like, oh. do you know what i mean like, yeah 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 it's like and again the character in there made sense but imagine if that had been the only cameo <laughs> so far yeah You'd yeah. be like, you'd be way more pumped for it. Whereas now you're just like, every week it feels like, oh, who am I going to see this week that I like? Mm. That's what this show feels like now. I'll be honest. I'm waiting for who the next character is. That I'm going to see and I'm going to know. <laughs> yeah, there's got there's a couple left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I'm right. No, but it is like, do you know what I mean by that? It's like okay, yeah. like they go, oh, there's pirates, and I'm like, oh, am I going to know these pirates? Well, I shouldn't be doing that. Well, yeah, when I told you those pirates, I was, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I, I was telling you about it mostly because the, the Gorian Shard, the green one, he kind of felt like I he might have been... Sick. I think they look sick, and I hope they are in... I mean, they're also very felony, but I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, I hope they're in Skeleton Crew, because, you know, I think that makes sense. But also, it's, yeah, it's just, oh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's just a bit boring, to be honest. I find Mando very, very boring. Um, that's me. I don't have to watch it. No, uh, and again, I hope you. I hope you. You know, I hope you're not even bad, man. It's like, not even no, no, bad. No. Like I kind of no. wish it was just bad. Yeah, but it's not bad. Like I would like to see where you are when the season ends. Um, you know, there's been articles on on our site and stuff that the viewership is uh is lower than Obi Wan and Boba Fett so far for it and everybody expected it kind of be like the big one the big return we've seen a lot of like casuals saying they, did, they didn't even know it was back uh so the marketing must not have done a good job and um 
you know, and then those people also probably didn't watch Boba Fett, so they kind of lost. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, that your your wife was when she watched it and didn't know the events of Boba Fett. Um, I think there's things that's gone wrong in the lead up to this. I think again, I I something feels off about this season to me, and I don't know what it is. Particularly, I, I've enjoyed the season. Like, I'm not saying every episode has been amazing. My favorite episode has been the second one. The one where they go to Mandalore. Um, and the rest of it around it has been fine. It's been okay. And um, like I said, I said last week, outside of the Ahmed Best one, it was not a great episode. Like I, you know, uh, outside of his five minute scene, you know. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the writing is a bit weird this season. I don't think it's as strong as it usually is. I think the acting overall... Uh, some of it's been questionable um some of that's obviously down to the actor some of it is down to like the dialogue they've been given but i don't dislike mando i like mando i still like mando um i'm still enjoying it week to week but i'm not like uh starstruck by it anymore and i'm not in love with it you know um we always felt that man said that mando felt, felt safe and that's when we were at like that's season one season two we've always said that that it felt safe and like, that's why we dubbed it the mcdonald's fry and um yeah it's you, you kind of know what you're getting week to week and that's fine um and like i said i still think this can exist and should exist uh when you've got all these other things around it that's gonna happen like so if one thing doesn't take your fancy you have something else um it's good to have variety because obviously a lot of people didn't like andor you know you're you're starting to uh i don't know if that was the right word but no longer be um satisfied with with the mandalorian but this shows you are very interested in like you're excited for the acolyte and you know um you've said you have a like interest in ahsoka um and skeleton yeah. right so um you know there's alternatives and and then whatnot but yeah so i can understand like your feelings and i think your feelings on the show is very valid like i said we've always on this show we've never been star wars positivity and don't open our mouths because we're worried about what people would say or or whatever like we've always been honest i think all three of us be you and nick have always been honest about our feelings on various shows like you know, Nick didn't enjoy Obi-Wan. I didn't enjoy Boba Fett. You aren't enjoying Mandalorian Season 3. Like, we've all had shows that haven't worked for us. You know? Um, and that's all valid and fair. And if all those shows are working for you, that's fantastic. Like, I, we don't like Bad Batch. We don't watch Bad Batch anymore. You know? Um, I barely watched the first season. Yeah, yeah, we don't watch Bad Batch. So, but I know that like, a lot of people like that show. So... It's valid. You can have your opinion, you know. Um, like I said, I'll be interested to see where you are by the end of the season. If you, you know, binge watch the the last six or whatnot, I'd be interested to see where you where you are then and how you feel about it. Um, you know, I I've been like I said enjoying it. I'm not. I haven't been in love with it. I don't think they've hit any highs of season one or two yet. Um, I think both of those seasons are really good episodes. Like we talked about the Bill Burr episode earlier. Um, in in Mandalorian season two, that was fantastic. Um, 
yeah and we haven't had any of those highs in this season we've had like little cool moments like like i said like today zeb showed up you know like that's a cool cameo that's a cool moment but i didn't really care like so we'll just go straight into see uh, episode five um I thought this episode was fine, talking about the Zeb thing. I thought he was cool to see Zeb, it's always exciting, because me and you as well, we're fans of Rebels. Um, I don't know if Nick is, I don't think he is. Um, so it was obviously cool to see Zeb, and knowing the Ahsoka show's coming, you hope he, you, you know you see him there, get him over a role. But like, Carson Teva, you know, one of the pilots from season two, you know, who was with like Dave Filoni, you know what I'm about? Oh um, yeah. He was in it, and he's had a bigger role in this episode. And I love I well I don't love the actor I don't know him but um the actor seems like a really nice and sweet guy and uh, in, in interviews I've seen him and he seems so happy and thankful to be in Star Wars but I don't think he was very good in this you know and he had a lot more to do this week and it wasn't very strong um, when he was carrying like dialogue heavy scenes specifically again part of that is probably due to the writing but a lot of it is also down to his performance. Um, and I said similar things about episode three with Dr. Pershing. I think Pershing is fine. He's not the strongest actor, but it was an actress with him. And again, I think she wasn't that great, but she also was not given great lines. And I think that's a problem this season is some of Favreau's dialogue choices. Um, again, the episode itself, um, you know, so that guy, Carson Tever is his name. He, he goes to the new Republic, um, He's like, hey, like, you know, Navarro's under attack by pirates. They're not under jurisdiction. We should go and help them. And there's all this bureaucracy around it. And then, so they're not going to help them because they're not in their system, even though they're asking for help and saying that, you know, they would join. Um, and it's all this. And we find out that Gideon, he hasn't made it to trial. He's escaped his, out of his transport today, um, which has been alluded to throughout the season so far. Um, and then the rest of it was just on Navarro watching the Mandalorians work as a unit and take down the pirate threat. The pirates we've seen in episode one with Gorian Shard and the rest of them. Um, I like the pirates. I think you like the pirates, right? Well, it's and, different. <laughs> yeah. So I know some people didn't like them. They thought they were like over the top which we can't be for 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 uh for star wars and i can get that I, I suppose but for me they worked so i didn't so i can see why this episode might not work a job of the hut. yeah 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 <laughs> like also so like just crumb by that mm -hmm. by that, by that <laughs> yeah so i can understand why it might not work for those like this episode might not work for those people who didn't like the pirates because they have such a heavy presence this episode um but for me it worked but again it was just all action this week and again that can be cool that can be fun i just watched john wick 4 right and that movie is all action pretty much right and that thing is flipping amazing that film is fantastic big pevy win by the way he's now got more points on the board for john wick for the fantasy league so well what can you say know, what can you say and um yeah that film's fantastic but again this is all action and again i'm not comparing it to john wick but if you're gonna like i wasn't that interested in the action you know um it was fine it was there it was like okay i think this is just a serviceable decent episode like a solid six six point five so i think this i think this show would be so much better served if they just released them all at once 
yeah, probably, but you, hey, Big Bobby says he's got retained subscribers, so he's never going to do the binge model, is he? Um, no, I get that, but I just think I think it would I think it would be better. You know, and then like towards the end of the episode, um, you know, the Mandalorians they decide to like help in the fight for Navarro, so they can set up shop there. They want to live there on Navarro, um, and no longer be in hiding, no longer be, you know, in caves and tunnels and sewers and whatnot. They're going to live there in the open. And once they're Bo, um, after they take down the pirates, one of the pirates flees. And that's obviously he's... I can't say certain things, but I think that pirate might be in Skeletor. Um, But yeah, so he's... So Bo's there and they, they, she's talking to the armor and she's like, told her she's seen the Mythosaur. Bo has fallen into this cult thing now as well by the time you reach episode five Bo is in it because she saw the mythosaur she now believes all of what that group says you know so she, believes she always has that helmet on now as well so far yeah since then until today at the end of the episode she's having a conversation with the armorer and she said you've both walked both ways our way and like how she used to do things so she tells Bo to take her helmet off which she does and she's like, I need, you, I need you to go and unite the Mandalorians. I need you to bring them all together, you know, because we need to be. Like the you seen the Mythosaur is a sign that you know, and uh, so it looks like from now on we will see Bo without the helmet again. But up until now, she's had the helmet on, and yeah. So this, so there's that. Um, again. I think this episode is fine. I think it's. I don't think this one's anything special. Um, again, like I said, it'd be about a six, six point five, for me if I was rating this episode, um, and that's not bad. Like we said, you know, uh, six is like you said. You don't think Mandalorian is bad. You're just not impressed necessarily with it anymore. And like you said, you'd even prefer if it was bad because you could probably laugh at it and complain about it more. You know, um, you could do that. But if it's just in the middle for you you know um that's actually more annoying you know yeah, it's like um, a bland meal with no seasoning yeah. it'll do the job but yeah so but i've enjoyed the season like so far I'm, i don't like it as much as season one or season two um that could change they could get better than the last uh four episodes um so yeah but I, i'm fine with it I'm, I'm content with it um like i said i'm glad you came on and give your opinion on what you've seen so far you know and like i said i i hope you you know when the season does wrap up that you come back and uh give your opinions on the rest of, as the season as a whole you know because it'd be me you and nick i assume and we might have you know various feelings and views on the season you know um and, and, and again it's Maybe. always i think it's always good to have a mixture of opinions rather than just like all of us sitting here being like oh yeah we all love it it's perfect it's this 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 you know, I like that there's there can be a bit of a debate about what we did and didn't like. You know, like me and you liked Obi Wan and Nick didn't, and it was cool to have somebody there to who didn't like it because it's not just all praise across the board. You know, and we didn't praise Kenobi across the board, but you know what I mean. It was so, perfect. I won't hear any bad words. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's that, and just to keep Pevy in a good mood, um. Stephen Knight is writing the 2025 Star Wars movie, taking over from Damon Lindelof. 
Um, this, you ruined my day last week with that phone call. I don't think I did it, mate. <laughs> I don't think I ruined your day, mate. No, he, he's the bearer of bad news. I hadn't looked at my phone in hours, pretty much all day. I hadn't gone on social media anyway. And um, to be fair, I was absolutely creasing up. Yeah, well, you called me and you were like, have you seen the news? And I was like, nope. And then you started laughing and really, you know, enjoying yourself. As no, you- no, because that sounds like... <laughs> no, 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 no. Because what that sounds like, mate, is that sounds like I am glad that this stuff keeps happening. It's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no, not. I didn't say you were. I that do, sounds like just, I'm a Arsenal just... fan TV viewer, you know? And yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm no, not, I don't. No. I don't relish this stuff. Okay. No. But you did take enjoyment in delivering me the bad news because yeah, you I, I did. Quite, you were making me, mate. You were making me laugh. <laughs> just your despair was like, was really funny. Yeah. Look again. I was hopeful of Lindelof. I think you even started to believe in Lindelof. You know. Yeah, I was like, wow, he's a very safe pair of hands. You know, always gets his projects done. Never any issues. Always, you know. Fine, you know, mm-hmm. it was the most JJ pick since JJ. So I was like, "Yeah, we're absolutely we're groovy here. We're cooking with gas." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't happen, did it, mate? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, I'm I'm still very disappointed that Lindelof's part of the project, but um, yeah, they brought in Stephen Knight. Like days later, it was announced Stephen Knight, who is the creator of Peaky Blinders. He's uh, made shows like Essays for Oak Heroes, C. Um, Taboo and films such as uh, Eastern Promises, Locked Down, um, Serenity. Who wants to be a millionaire? Not the good Serenity, either, by the way. No, not the good Serenity. It's the one with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. Um, it might be good. I don't know, but this isn't. This isn't Firefly. No. So, yeah, I wasn't thrilled by this Hiron. I don't think he's he's better than what I thought they would get. Last no, minute, you're just a negativity monster. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so no, but I, I just, I have watched his content. I've seen episodes of Scene. I thought it was awful. It you was, know? It We're was. going to talk about some Apple TV stuff later, which is fantastic. But that is not. <laughs> um, so he wasn't good. No, like I didn't really care about Taboo. I don't like Peaky Blinders, and I watched four seasons of it because people kept telling me it gets good. And yeah. Mate, it's the same. It's kind of the same thing as Mando. <laughs> it's like the same same show every season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same story every season. So like, that's why I never got like people saying it gets better. It was just the same for me anyway. Like, so I'm not overly impressed with this guy's work. You know, um, can he do a job? Probably. And like, he's not like starting from scratch. He is picking up where Lindelof left off. So, yeah. What are your Aim and Linda left off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the name. That's the name of the episode right there. Oh yeah, this is how long it's been. We don't do that anymore. Do you not? No, we just put in like generic titles now. I leave you so, guys for. I leave you guys for how long? Month. <laughs> yeah. So now it just says like the Mandalorian season three, episode five, and stuff. You know, you're a lot, you're a lot boring. Actually, I um, took inspiration from you, like, so. What, Hyperion Gazette? Yeah. Uh, it's good for the SEO. Um, 
Also, yeah, no, no. listenership was very much down, so I needed to do something. <laughs> so, yeah, we brought it back. We brought it back. You know? Listenership was down, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I think... You know, I left. So. That's what I was going to say. I think that's, that was the reason you like, haven't been here for a while. I took them all with me. <laughs> um, the numbers have gone back up. It's more like sort of normal now. Well, what do I care about Damon Lindelof? I got nothing. No, what do you care about Stephen Knight? I has nothing to say. You have, you have nothing to say about him? I have nothing to say. If I speak... Yeah. Well, I, we've spoken already, haven't you? <laughs> you know, you said some yeah. things about Mando earlier. You know, you shouldn't yeah. be scared about about Stephen Knight. It's too late. It's too late. Um, Mate, it's not, I don't know why you're panicking. The film's not coming out, so... Well, they're going to announce it next week of Celebration, Pevy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's the official nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, and then Lindelof, apparently, he was let go due to a script... Well, the first draft of his script not being very good. Apparently, Lucasfilm didn't want to work it out with him as he had friction with the director, Charmina Bates-Noy, who is a Kennedy hire, like, and what I mean by that is, according to reports by Snyder, um, she hired Charmin with a consultant, Lindelof. You know, it wasn't something they'd agreed on. She just hired out, and uh, due to the friction, like, Lindelof's gone. Like, that's why they weren't willing to work out issues with the script and brought on Stephen Knight and kept the, the, the same director. Um, so what's your thoughts on that? Um, if I speak, <laughs> um, <laughs> look. Do you think um, it's the right decision that, that was made? I've not read the script. None of us. How can any of us know? No, I don't um, know what I mean. Is if if they don't believe if it's, I had it's very back, good. If I had to back someone, because they need mm. a movie to come out, they need it to be decent, right? It needs to come out. It needs to be okay. That's the that's where we're at, right? Because if a film comes out and it's terrible and it mm -hmm. flops completely, then I'd say Star Wars is as good as dead. All right. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I would. No, I genuinely I would. I I think I think everyone in the Star Wars bubble online seriously underestimates how bad of a place this franchise is in. It's in a really bad place, man. Like not with the nerds, not with us, but with the general public. I don't think anyone cares anymore. I don't know. I like again. We're in the little bubble, aren't we? So, do a survey I, down the street. I guarantee, if I went to any of like my normie family members and mm. went, "Oh, are you interested in a new Star Wars film?" They'd be like, "I, I guess I'll go see it." But you know, do mm. you know what I mean? I know no one I know watched Andor, other than the people in the bubble. Yeah, even like the people in the bubble, a lot of them didn't like it because it was boring. You know? that's, that's fine, but they watched it. But what I mean is, is like the people outside the bubble, just they just didn't care, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't think, and there's a lot of people not watching Mandalorian, as we know, the viewership's down. Um, well, it's not down; it's just below Kenobi and Boba Fett. Well, I wonder. which people thought it would beat because, like, obviously, it's the flagship it, show, and it's yes, yeah, Mando. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I. The film needs to be good, and it needs to come out. Mm. Okay, otherwise I think we literally have, like, a Muppet situation on our hand. 
mm-hmm. and by Muppets. Uh, I, just I will clarify that that is another very popular IP that was very doing very very well. Disney bought it. They had a few good moments, a few bad moments, but on the whole, that IP is dead, right? Mm. Right. We'd all love new Muppet stuff, and it's apparently happening, but projects keep getting cancelled. And I think, even then, I think the Muppets probably still has a bit more goodwill left in it than Star Wars. Um, Do you I don't think, think Star Wars can just succeed with its television output? No. Mate, it's, cinema, it's cinematic royalty. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. With I know that. we. I know we all. We all think. Oh, it's it works really well as a TV. Show. Like, I. I think if if it's if it becomes basically because that's what it is at the moment. It's basically TV only, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think that's for failure. I do. I think that's. A, I think that's a complete failure and a complete lack of. A completely squandered the duty of care to it. It's the whole point of it is it's meant to be cinematic event. It's like event cinema, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? In a way that even with their latest faux pas, um, Marvel still is, I'd say. Right? I mean, look at Marvel if you want to see how how fickle the public is at, uh, in terms of you have a few bad, a few bad films and then, you know people care a lot less mm-hmm. um I'm, 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 just, I'm already starting to feel that with the marvel stuff with people around me i think they are generally caring less and that that, has like that a, changes when they deliver good movies like people enjoyed spider-man like if guardians comes out and guardians is good like do you think that changes things marvel, even, ha- like, marvel has like a 25 film like run of goodwill yeah okay and by the way, when I say this, I don't. I think the film needs to be good. If not, it doesn't mean it can't come back. Like, no one's ever really gotten, as I say. But I've, I think this this next film is massively important. No, no, I agree. Yeah, this is massively I'd important. Say, I'd say it's this is more important than the Force Awakens. Genuinely, I think it's more important that they get this right than when the Force Awakens was being made. Hmm. Force Awakens could have been bad and everyone would have been like, yeah, but I still got my other films. Or they'd have been like, oh, they've just got it. Like, we'll give them some good work. Like, you know, like, it, mate, it's, you can't, you can't coast off like the success of three films in the late 70s forever. You can't. Yeah, I think, I think the film is That's what is they're very... doing. That is what they're doing. I think the film is very important. I think it, needs to be somewhat safe because it needs to reintroduce itself to the general public and get butts and seats so it's like it's gonna be jedi there's gonna be all this stuff and you know the thing that this film has is apparently isn't tied to the skywalker saga um so they need to sell you on a possibly a new saga and new characters that isn't that aren't tied to what we know already um and that's a harder sell if you don't have the empire or a clone of the empire um and yeah, the I legacy think characters. A, i think they made a rod for their own back there mm-hmm. because when seven came out i mean when they bought star wars they didn't need to do seven straight away everyone was going to go see that film because it was a new star wars film right mm-hmm. new star wars film everyone was going to go see it 
So they could have sort of set the marker there, but they went for very heavy fan service and nostalgia, which, and that film basically started this whole nostalgia trend that we've got now. Yeah. Um, oh, 100% it did, yeah. Um, but people will, people, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like the experts, I say in inverted quotes, are completely out of touch with what the public wants. Look how well Avatar did, man. And people mm-hmm. thought, oh, no one's going to care about that. Look how well Top Gun did. Exactly. People, do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. everything everywhere all at once wept the Oscars and by all accounts very, very, very popular. I think Made over $100 million as well at the box office, which is... Uh, yeah, I think... I think I think the public needs to be treated with a lot more respect, and I think they're not going to take being spoon-fed uh, rubbish Star Wars films forever because they're not taking it with Marvel. So why yeah. would they take Star Wars? Mm, no, I don't think our like I don't think the Star Wars fans would take some would, but not all of them would. Mate, take not even the Star Wars fans. Mate, the Star Wars fans are going to go whatever, right? Mm. Star Wars fans are going to go whatever. I'm not like, and I'm not saying they shouldn't. Like, that's fine. But they're not going to, like, I'm sorry, they're not. What's bringing in new fans to Star Wars? Well, people would have said The Mandalorian, right? Like when the Grogu. Is that, bring, is that bringing in new fans? Grogu, maybe. Grogu, yeah. Like, Grogu would be the only one, like, that brings anybody in. They see, and again, they probably did himself because he's a, he's a cool looking character, isn't he? So if you see that guy with. This very cute little creature, you know, and we know do how. Think, do you think seasons two and three of The Mandalorian have brought anyone new in since season one? Then let me reframe the question. Um, because Obi Wan wasn't for new people. That was for us. That was for us. Yeah, I would say. And so was Boba Fett. Boba Fett was bringing new. People. I don't know if season three has brought anybody new in. Um, but I would probably say the first two might have, you know. Um, because Grogu, I think, only grew in popularity over the course of the two seasons. Um, I like the name of the Mandalorian in general did, but I do think we're in like, maybe a stagnant area. Like it has its fan base. Like it's like even Disney Plus in general, right? They aren't really growing rapidly, and that's why Bob Iger is saying we now need to just retain the subscribers we have. Like they don't see a lot more growth, right? So, yeah, I mean, take it. You got with that. You got to take into account the sheer numbers they do have. Like it's a lot. Sorry. Right. right. And again, their flagship show that launched that service was The Mandalorian, and like that—that was the only show they had for about a year. Like the first two seasons of The Mandalorian came out, and there was no Marvel shows. There was nothing. It was it was that, right? So, do you think it's still the flagship show? I think it's one of their flags. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't being facetious there. I, yeah. I was just, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I think initially, and this is obvious, right? That it was like that yeah, launch it, and the 100%. first, that's nice the first two seasons, that's all they had, and like a lot of stay subscribed to Disney Plus for the goodwill of those two seasons, and. You know, since then they've had like a, like a plethora of you know Marvel shows, and they've all seemingly been very successful, like in viewership terms. 
Like, even people who complained about She-Hulk last year. She-Hulk was the most popular Marvel show of last year. Beating Moon Knight and, and Ms. Marvel. Like, so, there's that. But I think, currently, I think it's a flagship. I don't think it's the flagship. You know? Um, Do you think Disney Plus has a flagship show? No. No. I don't think it does. I, it used to be this. But, like, with the Marvel shows, it just pumping out single seasons of every Marvel show. You know? Like, Disney's flagship is just the brands that they own. Marvel and Star Wars and Pixar. And even the Pixar content really hasn't been very good on Disney+. Plus. Like, when you think about what they should have been and could have been doing. You know? Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think they have a flagship show at the moment. Um, yeah, and I don't think The Mandalorian Season 3 specifically is bringing in new viewers. I think it's just retaining the viewers it had. You know? Like, that's why everybody expected Season 3 of The Mandalorian to have bigger opening numbers than Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. It's because it was the flagship, and Disney Plus has, has gained 68 million subscribers since Season 2 of The Mandalorian. You know? But... That obviously hasn't been the case. So, yeah. I know I agree with you. Star Wars needs to be a success on, on the big screen. They need to get that movie right. They need to... It's be, at that point, it would have been six years without the film. You know? Like, which is probably unacceptable to Disney. Um, which brings us on to, apparently, Kathleen's role as president depends on releasing a Star Wars film in 2025. If that film doesn't happen, apparently she doesn't have the job as Luke's film president anymore, according to Jeff Snyder. You know, like oh, nice is getting that long. Well, I don't think she would get that long, right? It would be to so say no. That film is supposed to start production in February, so if they get to February and it's like it's not happening, you know, like you know, maybe the director's gone, they can't get the script right, like something. She could be gone then if what Snyder's saying is true, you know. Mm. Um, so they'd have two years probably because the next Star Wars film is dated for 2027. Like they'd have two years to ready a new one and a new leadership and guidance. So yeah, I don't know. Um, what do you think about like Snyder's comment about that? Like about that he shared that her role as president is dependent on getting that movie out. Like, do you believe it? Do you? Do you yeah. think I've, I thought she. I thought, mate. I thought she'd be gone by now. Last week we were talking, and I thought, "Oh, she's gone before celebration." Hmm. Well, that's not from from if people think things. That's not from inside stuff. It was just like I was having a conversation about the state of Lucasfilm and the movies, and yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean, there had been there had been whispers of something happening, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, it looks like it looks like that that was the chat that was had if that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah yeah so do you think this happens do you think this film happens do you think she stays no and no you don't think we're getting the 2025 movie no i think they will and i think the reason it will happen is for the for the reason of she has to do it no, like i don't I think Lindelof's, Lindelof's gone. She, they brought in Knight straight away. I think even if Knight goes, they'll bring in somebody straight after and they'll just pick up the bones of 
what Knight did and what Lindelof did and keep going, you know? Mm. I think she'll make sure it happens. You know, it, it's like Rogue One, like that developed over time. You had Gary Weta write the first one, then Scott Z. Burns, then Christopher McQuarrie, then Tony Gilroy came in at the end, you know? They were making sure that film was getting made. I think a similar thing could happen here. The only problem, one of the problems as well, is there's a writer strike coming in May. Yep. That could last, like, the longest, I think, was six months. Yep. So, this is like, it could be a six month period where, like, whoever is writing this hours movie doesn't get to write it. Mm -hmm. And, and then, like, if it does last six months, that takes us to November. That guy's got three months mm -hmm. from that point to write a movie, you yep. know? And, no, it's not, it's not happening. And then, makes me think a little bit of JJ with the Rise of Skywalker because initially apparently they wanted Ryan and Ryan wanted an additional year in the movie uh, JJ was like no I'll get it done you know he had like seven months to write that script which is a very short amount of time mm -hmm. so we could end up in a situation like that I hope we don't but I think that movie comes out no matter what you know yeah um, I have more confidence. I'm not saying I'm confident in the movie, but I think that movie comes out. <laughs> you know, it's totally yeah. saying anything about that. But yeah, are, are we done with Star Wars for the day? Didn't think we talk about it for this long. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Hot D season two. You, we were both big fans of House of the Dragon season one. Um, it's currently filming. Uh, apparently they've cut the episode come from 10 to 8 it's going to release in the summer of 2024 they are mapping out the third season and apparently HBO will look into end the series as a whole with either this third season or it's fourth season makes a lot uh, of sense are you happy with it like not going longer like obviously George R. R. Martin said it should go longer if they really want to have uh, you ever read have you ever read those books no yeah, the guy puts a lot of stuff in, and it's cool, don't get me wrong, but, like, I, personally, I don't think cutting Lady Stoneheart out of the Game of Thrones TV show was a bad move. So, mm. um, I think, yeah, I think it's good. I try, I do, I try, I, to be honest, I trust the guys over HBO. Mm-hmm. Hasn't one of the showrunners, did one of the showrunners leave? Yeah, yeah. He was always going to leave there. Michael Shapotnik or whatever his name was. Mm, yeah. Yeah. He he was he was always he was always only going to do one season, I think. Um I think, wasn't I think, there a rumor something to do with his wife? I don't know. I don't know about that. But Yeah. I do know that he's not he's not necessarily the the talent let, let me mm. say that I'm not like he's obviously a very clever clever guy I'm not not insinuating mm. anything like that but um, yeah I think yeah I, th I think on the whole it's, it's it sounds good to me I'm into it yeah um shrinking oh uh, baby yeah, this is a TV show developed by, I think, Bill Lawrence of Scrubs and uh, Brett Goldstein of Ted Lasso. Um, 
it seems to have gone under the radar, I, I, I think. You don't see many people talk about it at all. It's not like, you know, Ted Lasso blew up. But I, I think... feel like Ted Lasso didn't blow up till after the first season had gone, though, either. Like, yeah. Probably... yeah, I think this is easily one of the best shows on Apple TV. It's unbelievable. What a lovely surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... I was excited by it just based off of, like, the creatives behind it and that Jason Segal and Harrison Ford were going to be in this show about, like, therapists, um, with one of which just, like, just doesn't care anymore. He's just tell us, he's telling his patients what he thinks. Um, I just thought it was an interesting premise, and, like, the show was way better than I thought it would be. It has the Ted Lasso sort of vibes throughout it, like, obviously, yeah. which is a given, given Brett Goldstein's involvement. Um, the first two episodes, like, I enjoyed, but it took, like, I fell in love with the show as it progressed and continued. You know, it wasn't an instant, like, oh, this is amazing. Um, I think the characters are great in it. I think it's very funny. Um, I just, I just, yeah, I think it's well acted. You know, it's, it's easily one of the best shows on Apple. And I recommend anybody go, go and check it out. Um, you know, just, like, even just minor things. Like, just Harrison Ford throughout the season using the term, uh, raw dog it you know oh I don't it's know if, just yeah like, it's, it's so good <laughs> yeah um did you know anything about this show like beforehand like i knew absolutely i knew absolutely nothing just that you recommended it and mm. i'm very glad you did because you know i probably wouldn't have watched it mm. right um mainly because i was like i don't want to watch a therapist going rogue <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that's a nightmare like i'm you know full disclosure i'm uh due to have some therapy myself so i was like i don't need this <laughs> you However, wouldn't want jason seagal being your therapist you know <laughs> yeah it was but you know it was uh yeah it's, it's just superb like absolutely absolutely smashed it um yeah i don't literally. know how i like i'm Spoiler alert, skip ahead if you don't want to hear spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, three, two, one, that's your warning. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that last scene. Right, right, yeah. We're pushing the guy off the cliff. Yeah, just because it's like, it, that means it's not going to be like a fluffy TV show anymore. <laughs> I kind of loved how light and fluffy it felt. Um, now there's like, genuine consequences in place isn't there Um, I think it it needs to happen I don't know if you've seen anything from the creators but they've mentioned just like Ted Lasso they only see this as a three season show and typically what happens in so if you refer to it as a trilogy then right Um, typically what happens in the second part of a trilogy is there's consequences right and there's that's where the drama is and the tension is you know um like in Star Wars, it's when like our heroes lose, right? Whether it's the Empire Strikes Back or the Last Jedi or wherever, right? Yeah. Um, so I think him now having consequences for his actions for the first season mm-hmm. probably is um, needed. Good, yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. I do agree with that. I just don't know if it needed if it needed to be a guy gets pushed off a cliff 
Um, I don't think that guy's dead. You know, I don't think this. He should be, but I don't think. Mate, they... I think he's hundred percent. Mate, if he's not dead, we're all groovy, <laughs> mate. But that's what I mean. I got the impression she pushed him off the cliff and killed him. Yeah, I just think like. No, it's, it's is that not what we're supposed to think? I think so, but I just don't <laughs> see this show committing to a like a death like that. I just I see him doing a comedy bit where he's in court and he's like, oh, like he's on crutches, he has a brace on his neck, he has all the bandages and casts on him, sort of thing, and it's a court case, and it's like, well, you know, he he encouraged it. Now the you know, Jason Segal encouraged it. He was laughing and saying like, I get it, you know, like. And like that's the tension of that season is like <clears throat> maybe going through the court process of you know she's trying to blame him for her actions. I think we need it. Um, I think yeah, we need. I mean, I'm I'm here for it if if the bloke isn't dead. I mean, if the bloke's dead, I'm like, oh for goodness sake. Right. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely um, thought I was like like yeah, the size of that cliff. No one's surviving that, right? You'd think not, but like. I don't know. I trust them. I trust them to write it well. Wherever. Oh yeah. So if he's dead or alive, you know, um, you know. And again, it's now like again. We also probably come into the conflict of the relationship stuff as well, um, with him and the other therapist. Um, she's clearly developing feelings for him after referring to him. Well, I can't say what she refers to him as for the show, but it's a very funny line. And it makes me laugh every time they say it. Um, safe member. Yeah, safe something, you know. And Harrison Ford even calls his uh, doctor that, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm so here for those two. Yeah, I'm really I am here too. for it. I really hope that's what happens. I yeah, I think it will because the like, fact that it's three seasons as well does kind of give me hope. Like I think that's a good conflict to have as well. Yeah, in I think terms of, uh, like the kid having to mm. deal with this sort of happening. Yeah, you got the kid dealing with it. You've got him coming to terms with it himself. Uh, they also set up like in the next season, she's going to have two jobs, and is she going to be able to have two jobs and also maintain a relationship? probably not um so like that'll be conflict as well so obviously like third season then is the resolution right like he probably gets his life back on track the, the daughter probably accepts the father father moving on with his life and being happy like blah 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 like you can see where it's going and that's not a bad thing you know um it's how they get this the journey to, to that point um and yeah like i said i think this is one of the I think this is. I actually think this is funnier than Ted Lasso. Do you think so? Oh yeah, it is funnier. But I think that's. I think a lot of that's to do with. Um, I mean, Jason Segel is like a generational talent, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's great in this. You know, no, he's um, great, mate. He's great in everything. Yeah. Um, but I also think he's very underrated. Like, I'd say Je Jesse Jesse Williams is easily the standout for me like she is unbelievable um i think she did a great job um uh harrison i mean you've got harrison ford like you've got serious chops in this yeah um, and again all the supporting cast is really good as well like the you know the character yeah, of liz the, and the daughter what's liz's husband Sean? called derek 
Oh, he is. He's. Or he's they refer to him as the D train. He's my favorite. I absolutely he's love him. Yeah, I love I'm him. Not just surprised. I why? Who's who? Why? No, I'm just surprised that I just didn't think many people would like single out Derek. You know, I love um, Derek. De Every time Derek's on the screen, I'm like, you are just the best. <laughs> I love him. I, I honestly, I absolutely. <laughs> I like the episode where uh, Harrison's high, and he just refers to him as a waiter the entire time. <laughs> you know, what I like um, is he kind of just get like. He's just he's just very content with what his life is, and it's oh, nice yeah. to say. Like he could very easily get annoyed with Liz. Yeah, it, and especially like the way they he describes their relationship, you know. Um, yeah, you. But there's bits where you're like, oh, so he just like lets his wife walk over him. Um, mm -hmm. Fair enough. Like if that works, that works. No, I had no issues with it. Um, and then, <laughs> and then there was. Uh, the bitch where she was like oh you need to like go out and play golf or do something yeah, and he very yeah he very forcefully goes i just worked my ass off for however long um <laughs> it's your turn to get out the house i was like fair play my friend yeah yeah i loved it you know and uh I I, I like it was when, so well done and i like with that led which is like she is doing that she's getting out of the house and she's helping sean uh achieve a dream of his and like yeah working for himself and like he's you know he's doing his uh is it a truck he's doing like he's uh, a food yeah, truck food truck yeah and um you know he's obviously been i think he's been great in the season as well i also think the dynamic between him and jason seagal has been interesting and i like how that friendship and relationship has grown over the season and the daughter as well like i said i think all the supporting cast in this show are really really great like jason seagal's best friend in this show as well um yeah is that, guy, is that guy from the suite like of zach cody or something where's he from ugly from betty something. ugly betty that's it yeah like um yeah like all of them are great the the, the leads the three leads seagal jessica williams and harrison ford fantastic <laughs> but they're surrounded by great supporting cast members they've got great writing it's it's comedic and it's but it just feels you when you first ever pitched Ted Lasso to me to watch it, you were like, it just feels nice. You were like, it's just, it's just yeah. a, it gives you a good feeling. It's a nice show and you'll just feel good after watching it. And that's how you feel watching Shrinking, I think. You know, um, it, like that's the Ted Lasso vibes it has, is that you always like, episode, always just have a good time. It's not trying to be the best show in the world. It's not trying to be the best comedy in the world but it's consistent mm -hmm. and it's really well crafted so if anybody hasn't seen this show i'd highly recommend it like i can't i can't recommend it highly enough yeah it's um, such a nice it's such a nice like it's like a beautiful palette cleanser mm -hmm. yeah and uh yeah like i I get excited every week when it was airing or like when my phone would just notify me that a new episode is available because I just forget like oh yeah that's coming out today like and it's always a nice not surprise but a reminder that it's there and yeah, uh, yeah. what I, I I said this because we're going to move on to Ted Lasso I I kind of wish that one of the therapists in this show was introduced in Ted Lasso because I think more people might have caught on to this show you know um 
Ted in season two of Ted Lasso, he obviously starts uh, talking with Dr. Sharon. Um, and she helps him a lot with his problems in the second season. I would have liked to have seen that be, again, I haven't got a problem with the actress. I would have liked that scene, maybe Harrison or Jessica Williams. I don't think you could have had Jason Segal, it would have been too comedic. Um, but one of those two come over and maybe that would have pushed more viewers to go to Shrinkin. Um, because I don't, I generally think Apple don't market their TV shows very well. Um, no, no, I, I think you're right. I, I, I never watch a trailer for an Apple TV show and think, oh, that looks good. Yeah. And again, how often do you see the trailers really? You know, like I, I saw pretty much no marketing for shrinking, you know, even I Ted Lasso to an extent felt like it just sort of showed up. Yeah. Like how, how much marketing do you see for severance? Like their best show. You know? Yeah, like, it is weird, but considering everyone has an iPhone, like, mm-hmm. I get that people don't want adverts, but <laughs> maybe make use of it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, I think they have a real problem with marketing Apple TV. I think um, they're trying. Like, I don't... Uh, I feel like... I don't know what it's like on PlayStation, but they are always, like, pumping it on the Xbox. Um, like, always. They're always it's frying there, out. You on, the, on the tab, you know? Well, um, this is the thing with the Xbox, is that you pay however much money for this Xbox, and there's literally adverts on your home screen, so... <laughs> um, yeah, well... I, like, so my TV, I have a... One of my TVs is an Android TV. And, like, they showed me ads, like, just like, on the home screen. Um, and I, I've seen Ted Lasso a lot recently, season three, but I never saw it shrinking once, you know? And I never saw Severance once. Um, even like there are other shows, like shows I haven't watched. Like uh, they had a new one recently. Was it Hello Tomorrow? Like that? Like I never saw that be marketed to me. Um, no, same with For All Mankind. Like that's a that's a decent yeah. show. Like I feel like if that was on HBO, people would be going, "Oh yeah, this is this is nice. Oh, this is good." Yeah. Or even yeah. Netflix. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think they have a problem with marketing their shows. It's, 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 it's weird. Um, like you said, everybody has an iPhone or an iPad or a Mac. Like, there's, it's just weird that, like, they have such a hard time marketing their shows. Um, and I do wonder how many people actually subscribe to Apple TV in general, you know? Um, yeah, especially oof. as they put the price up, which is just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's worth the price they charge, to be honest. No, I would say if you like, if you have a PlayStation, you can get six months. A PlayStation Five specifically, if you can get six months free. Um, use it, watch Shrinking, watch Ted Lasso. Um, say watch for all mankind as well. It's good. There is there is good shows on there. There's very good shows on there. Yeah, I enjoyed We Crashed. I don't know if you watched that. No, um, no, I'd like to though. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I watched Physical. I don't know why it's not that great, but it's like <laughs> I just watched it. You know. Um, Roseburn, yeah. right? Roseburn, yeah. Uh, Wild horse, uh, slow horses. We've seen that with uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, but, do you know what? To be fair, there's there's enough decent stuff on there. <laughs> but again, um, I think you should only like. I don't think they put it out enough, like to justify paying eight pound or whatever is a month. You know, um, I think you should just subscribe now and again and just binge the stuff you want to binge. You know? I think that's where we're getting with all of them, though, mate. I do too, because Disney, they went through four months of not having anything I wanted. Like, after Ando ended in November, we had nothing until Mando, pretty much. 
I still have Disney basically on the strength of its library as a Disney. Yeah. So, but it's come out now that that uh, when Mando ends at the end of April, we don't get like a Marvel Star Wars show till the end of June. So I'm like, do I just cancel it for two months? I'm just like, save that money. Maybe put that money to watch like I don't know stuff on Paramount or something. You know, like binge watch some of the shows on there that I've been wanting to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, I think what it was, mate, is we had a few years where it was it was really good because uh, basically there was like two streaming services, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon, and Netflix, and then every so everything was on them. So you yep. were like, oh, wow, I'm getting, I had Prime anyway. I mean, everyone, everyone mm-hmm. the dog has Prime any, as, anyway. So you were like, okay, well, it, I kind of feel the same way about Prime even now. It's like, if it's not very good, I'm like, well, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else is on Netflix and you'd be like, oh, wow, streaming is so good. But then everyone wanted a piece of the pie. Um, but now we're sort of back to exactly where we were with Sky a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's say with, with like Disney, like they were four months without having like a flagship show or f- a franchise show. Like, so anything Marvel Star Wars, I don't think they can do that. Especially when I guess saying he wants to retain subscribers. You can't go through that drought again. Like that's too big. Like you can go a month, but you shouldn't go four months, you know? Like, yeah, I do think Disney is like a weird one. Cause I'd love to know the numbers. I mean, you you wouldn't really know, would you? Unless you did a survey. Mm. But I'd love to know how many people subscribe to Disney Plus just, just on the strength of its library. Mm. I'd yeah. wager it's a large percentile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Probably a lot of people. Like, especially people with kids. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, why yeah. wouldn't you? It's like easy, isn't it? Right there. And I do think they do really well with the kids' content, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't watch it, so I, I can't tell. Yeah. No, no, exactly. But um, but, um I do yeah. think they do quite well with the kids' stuff. Is they're always pumping it out. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, Ted Lasso season three? How are you feeling about this show so far? I'm it's enjoying the final it. Final season, supposedly. I'm enjoying it much, though, mate. It is what it is, isn't it? I didn't think that first episode was very good. I don't think it should have been the first episode. I don't think they needed to exist. No, I no. I it think was you're a right. Weird reintroduction. To I the feel like world. I feel like a lot of the stuff in that episode could have easily gone into the second one. Hundred uh, yeah, percent. The second episode felt like a true start to the season. Of like it yeah. was, it was literally the start to the Premier League season. Um, in that episode, it was this because the first episode was just a retread of what we already knew. Like Ted sad that he doesn't get to like be with his son in America. Uh Keely and Roy have, have split up. Rebecca sad she's split with Sam, but she won't like open up about it. Um Nate is working for West Ham. Like I, nothing really happened in the episode. The the episode itself was like forty five minutes, which is longer. Nah, I think I think really the only stuff you really needed from that first episode is I think having seeing Nate pull up at West Ham. And oh, it was that, that I loved it. I loved yeah, when he pulled up. It was up. super. So he pulls up, he's in his yeah. mini. He's doing like seeing how he is there, how Richard like bought him a new car, etc. And I think the press conference. I think yeah, everything else you could have you could have cut. Hundred percent, yeah. I agree with you. Like um, it, And how much I, is that? Maybe fifteen minutes? Like just 
Just have a longer if first that, episode. If that, like, the other stuff I think I might have taken is like right at the start where Ted has seen his son off, and we see the Lego set, and that was it. That's all I'd keep. You know. Yeah. The Lego set and 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 Nate. Um, the rest of it you don't need because the that second episode feels like the true start of the season and that episode was fantastic that was classic true ted lasso and I th- th- it tells you the strength of the characters in that show is ted in that episode isn't very important like you've got the stuff of trent crim and he's great in that episode roy specifically is great keely rebecca like the introducing the zava character like zava was so good zava's great and it's like Everybody else in that episode shines, and Ted is the kind of issue between it, you know. Um, so yeah, I like that's a classic strong Ted Lasso episode. You haven't seen the third one, I've seen the third one, and again, it's another great episode. It's classic Ted Lasso, it's you know, great character moments, a lot of great comedy. Um, you know, and again, we kind of say this with like The Mandalorian and like. We kind of know where it's going to go, and we know, we have expectations for it, and it's pretty safe. Ted Lasso is the same in that regard. Like this season, we kind of know what's going to happen and what we expect from this, and it'll probably happen, right? Like, just based off of what they set up in the early episodes, like Richmond are probably going to win the league. Ted's going to leave to go be with his son. Um, Roy will probably get back with Keeley. Um, yep. Zava, I think at some point will get injured and it'll be about the team pulling together and winning without Zava or something along those lines. Um, yeah, I, you know, Rebecca will end up with, with Sam. Um, which again, it does, that's not a bad thing that you kind of know. We, we, well, at least you think you know where the season's going to go. But um, it's just how you get there. And if it's satisfying to the viewer, and so far Ted Lasso each and every season has been, um, I can't see them just saying goodbye to this world after this episode, after the season. Sorry, um, it, it's too good. There's too many good characters. Even if Ted goes, like, continue on with Roy as manager or something. You know, um, again, it's another, mm-hmm. it's another reason why you need to subscribe to Apple TV, like. It's, a, it's another great show and it's the one everybody talks about it's the one that wins all the awards so yeah we got anything bad yeah, Ted Lasso it. It mm-hmm. uh, no it's, you know maybe I sound like a hypocrite after our Mando thing but it is more of the same and I just really enjoy it mm-hmm. <laughs> so right do you want to talk about the thing you really 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 care about the whole point the whole reason I'm here for this episode <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Succession. Oh, I love Finally. this. I love this flipping show so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. do you know you're just watching it and you're like, how do they even write this? We're talking about Succession, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just watching it and everything is just so perfectly done. There's like, there's humor. There's deep moments. You know, I think the bit, the bit where Tom and Shiv are like lying on the bed holding hands with and they're like accepting their marriage has ended i'm flipping it this is like this is this is deep stuff mm. like amazing well acted as well um you've got like nan who is like so mm. so disingenuous 
I don't like the drama, but I love the drama. You know, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, like oh, oh, this is making me feel sick, and I'm like, oh, it's just a grin on her face. Yeah, I saw a funny tweet that was like the Roy kids, um, <laughs> the Roy kids uh, learn business from the school of Todd Bowley. I thought well, that was quite funny. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but yeah, I love Ro- Roman has a really good episode. Um, has a really good rep- episode here. He has a really good episode. Um, Roman seems more mature in this episode than what we've had yeah, in the past. He seems. Of everyone, he's the one that really just like I think he was really sold by what his siblings were pitching at the end of the season mm-hmm. about like going off doing something together and just moving on. Um, I think mm-hmm. he was glad just to have like his family back. Uh, and then it's turned out that these other two are kind of are kind of just there to. It, he feels like they're just there to sort of screw screw their dad over again. Um, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I love Logan in this episode, though. Oh, yeah, like, like he he's having his he's having his birthday party, and he's so bored. He's got everything he's wanted. He's gonna make billions from billions from selling a company. He's he's screwed over the kids. You know, he, he's constantly having battles with them. He screwed over the kids. He's got a room full of yes men. Like at one point, he's in like that room. And I think this is him, like, kind of missing the kids, where he was like, nobody tells jokes. Somebody tell a joke. Like, and I think that's... Yeah, because these kids Roman. are funny. Yeah, yeah, and Roman would always be, like, you know, saying something silly, making a joke, bringing levity to a yeah. situation. Like, yeah, or, he's like, or he's like, roast me. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. You know like, because you he's know... Like, he's like, they I would all think, have like... I think what 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 I really got from Brian Cox was this like, and he does he does it by not really saying much, just like mm-hmm. like what we got from this more than anything is just a moment of just solid like he seems like lonely and alone, right? Mm-hmm. And we got that by how he when he went to that as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves the fight, but he also like he went to that like little little restaurant which just looked like a normal restaurant it wasn't a high-end restaurant at all was it um mm, yeah with his security guard and it was like oh you're my best pal and it's like for the first time i'm like oh this guy f- seems alone like he hasn't got anyone around him that he feels is up to his sort of level of intelligence or i don't know if intelligence is the right word but just at his level in a way that because I, I always kind of thought oh he doesn't value the kids at all but now after this one, I'm like, oh, he, he misses the kids. And like in his own way, he does he loves the kids. He's just incredibly toxic about it. And I think again, I kind I also, of just got from it. Yeah, go on. I think I think what he loves about the kids is so there was a line, I think it's in the third season. I think it's the um I think it's the mother, the kids' mother. They he, <laughs> she says, um what he loves is like he's treating the kids like a dog. He wants to kick them and to see that they come back. Something along those lines. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and like that has always been what happens with the kids. He screws each of them over multiple times and they always end up coming back to him. And this time they didn't. This time he went too far and now he's left. Like he loves fighting with the kids. He loves 
you know, the the being you know like being just being conniving and being you know the most powerful man in the room and and getting what he wants to fight to get what he wants he now has everything but the kids the kids have have gone and doing their own thing and you know when he's he's offered six billion and they're like that's an insult i think he knew that like the kids would beat him he wants the fight and it's also a way then he has the kids back in his life as well like i don't know if you if you had a similar read to that that i did yeah i yeah i think so i think like he like you say he gets off on he gets off on the fight and i mm-hmm. kind of he was watching um he was watching the news in the evening his own news <laughs> yeah and it seemed like for the fir- it's like the first time he's watched it <laughs> was what the impression mm-hmm. i got because now he's like right yeah. i need to uh i'm gonna nail this now and it's like it's given him like a new because i did sort of wonder what was his play like what was he gonna do next um mm-hmm. he's suddenly like making calls and he's like it looks like he's about to take full control of that um which yeah, also... he's gonna sell the company off right but he's gonna keep the news network is that yeah, what he's doing it's exactly <laughs> funny yeah. enough it's fox. exactly what yeah. fox did yeah <laughs> yeah and like um, they're now fighting his biggest rival um which has been dwindling uh they've overpaid yeah. massively for it um yeah it's also like a like, left-leaning yeah so yeah it's all very mad now, this whole thing is very mad um yeah so now he's gonna have the battle of the two news networks and yeah battle with the kids and that's what he wants obviously and do you, you know, know what do you know what i think he'll do i think mm. i think the season ends with him dying right Mm. And I and I I think he leaves everything to the kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he does. This is one, I, I think it's just one last like complete mind. Mm. You know. Um, I like yeah. I like um, I like Greg and uh, in this episode. You know, I just Greg and Tom's relationship has always been a strong part of this show. Do you know I when like, I was like, this show is amazing? Is when yeah. uh, Greg went. He he like spent ages basically saying if i get a divorce from your daughter am i still like <laughs> yeah. am i still in right yeah and logan just went hey if we're good we're good and i was like it's such a total non it's like not helpful no, <laughs> no and i was just like doing... i was like this show is <laughs> i was like this show is so good if i this was so good i'd still be worried man you know i'd be dreading it um Mate, it's over. Especially if Logan's like taking a, taking a more front seat. Like it makes his role redundant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's like the dynamic between Greg and Tom is fantastic. Like they're now like in a position where they're both single and they call each other the disgusting brothers. Like, when he was like, he has everything CCTV. I was like, <laughs> why do you? Why is he believing him? Yeah. <laughs> like and then he's like, Logan is clearly like heaved. And he's like, oh, can I talk to you like in private? And I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, I also kind of liked that it, he like went, um, he said I was disgusting and then kind of smiled. I was yeah. like, in a weird way, like, I might have just helped Greg there. Yeah. And it's also then in the room, he's asking people to roast him. And the only one who like kind of snaps at him is Greg. He's like, well, where yeah. are your kids, Logan? Where are your kids? Like, yeah, and, and he didn't really get angry with him either. He no. just went, "Oh, he where's, where's yeah, didn't, where's your father?" Didn't he? 
And yeah. Greg sort of took it. Like, yeah. I think, Greg, like, I think this might be Greg's season, just thinking about <laughs> it. Like... <laughs> that girl uh, clearly was up to no good as well. She was doing... I think she was a plant, yeah, of some yeah, description. definitely was, yeah. Um, yeah. I also like that they just flat out confirmed what, like, the kids are always speculating about Logan and his assistant in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> His it was, assistant was far more of a character this time, which was nice to mm-hmm. see. Yeah, and uh, but you kind of saw why she was kept around. And Connor, like, so desperate to keep onto his one percent. Oh, it was just yeah, willing okay. to lose a hundred million and his yeah. wedding. He was like, a oh, hundred million's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "You'll still be rich, though, right?" He was like, "Yeah, but minus hundred million." <laughs> so, um. Roma, um, what's the other? Um, oh, I always forget uh, Kendall. Um, mm. Yeah, wow. Jeremy Strong, like I could see if he's like that the whole mm. time. I can see why Brian Cox was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know someone that's had interactions with Brian Cox, mm-hmm. um, and apparently he kind of is just Logan Roy. <laughs> 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 like like the grunts and everything <laughs> yeah it's uh again i really like the kids dynamic they clearly still don't fully trust each other they still rip each other but they seem to be there for each other now more than they ever have been um yeah so i do i like, hope so i hope so of, of course there's gonna be play we've seen it in the trailers right the like you know logan he does make plays on them like this specifically stuff with him and um roman right Roman in the trailers, yeah, like well, because he can probably just go, look, they're just like you're smarter than this, Roman mm. they're, just, they're just trying to they're just trying to play, mm-hmm. they're just trying to play me and I know you're better than that And that, you can see that they're sort of started to lay the groundwork um, yeah no. so where do you think, where do you think this season goes now? it's really difficult to know, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I th- I feel like Logan could easily just pull that Gojo deal. Mm, yeah, but I don't think he will. I think he will see it through because he because he wants the fight. He wants the fight. Yeah. He could easily pull it, and the kids have nothing. They can't make that deal. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, he's clearly just gonna let it happen. Um, yeah, I just think he he just wants it. He wants the fight. It also brings the kids back into his life. Like we said, he does love the kids in his. Yeah, I think he does. In a way, in a way but, that the mum doesn't. I don't think she yeah. does. Um, I think Logan, in his own way, does love and care for the kids. But I think he, it's incredibly toxic, and it's not, it's not put this way. It's not kind of what I'd consider love. Um, no. Just making that very, very clear. No. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm so glad it's back. Um, you know, it's been too long of a wait. Um, I'm sad that it's ended. I'm sad this is the final season, but I trust their writers wholeheartedly. Did you? I, I don't know if this is off topic, but did you notice the music was different this time? Um, the music is slightly different. It's a little bit distorted, and like it, it's a bit more like it wanes a bit more. It is different. Like, I think if you listen to the, the sort of season one, two, and what do you mean the theme music? The theme music, yeah. Oh, the, the main intro. intro? Yeah, yeah, it did sound slightly different. 
Yeah, I wonder like the base up too high, to be honest. Um, it was just like there's waning on it, and it sounds almost a little bit distorted. And I was like, I wonder what the choice is for this. I would love to know if there's a an interview or something about with um. Well, if you think about it, that that theme music is like you've got like the old traditional sort of strings section, which I think mm -hmm. sort of represents uh, sort of represents Logan. Then you've got the sort of low, it's like eight oh eight bass, isn't there? And all that and it's very modern sounding which kind of represents the kids so it would make sense that now they're not at all together you'd get more sort of dissonance between them maybe you know maybe i'm looking too far into it but I, it wouldn't yeah. shock me well um, with how massively crafted this show is i think that's intentional there's a reason for it that's why i would love to know if there's an interview with nicholas Raquel about it. Uh, i'd love to know the insights into it so yeah yeah, I'm very excited for the season. I think we're in a good place right now with TV. We've got Ted Lasso back. We've got Succession back. I know you're not you're not enjoying Mando, but there's things to come. We just finished shrinking. There's some good stuff on at the moment. You know, but it's sad that two of the shows we love, Succession and Ted Lasso, are coming to an end. You know? Yeah, I don't see anything. But like, the way I see it is the talent from those shows can go off and do something else. I don't see mm -hmm. any issue with stuff ending. Like, no, no. I think, I think it's, I think it's, good thing like we seem to be getting more of it as well more mm -hmm. of these like two three four season shows and ending and yeah you know mr robot had four seasons and you know what we think about that also yeah um i also do think like i feel like three seasons like this season being the ending of succession is i think it's good i think it's good for the show i think we is talked it, about it at the end of last season i said like I love the show, but I was like, I think they can only do one more season. Yeah, because like, after that, it would start to feel long in the tooth about mm -hmm. what's happening. Um, I don't know if you ever watched The Handmaid's Tale. No. Um, Handmaid's Tale was just like, like I, there's been another season. I haven't watched it. Um, but that felt like a classic case of, oh, you're elongating this because it was vaguely successful for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it when that happens. No. No. Um, I'd rather they didn't like create story on the fly. I mean, it, it feels like with Succession, they had a very clear idea of what was going to happen before they started making it. Yeah, um, yeah, they always said, didn't they? They said it'd either be four seasons or maybe five. Like they yeah. always said it. So, yeah, I think they clearly had a vision and a story to tell, and they're sticking to that story. Same thing with Ted Lasso and like shrinking as well. By the sounds of it. You know, yeah, they all yeah, exactly. Well, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso again. It doesn't. It feels like, yeah, that's the story. This is where mm -hmm. it's going. You know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think. So I think that's us done for the day. Is it? I think so. Yeah, well, it was a long one. We had a lot to talk about. It. Things we were passionate about, in both ways. You know, positively and negatively. Um, yeah. But it was good. It was a good chat, man. You know, um, you eat some Star Wars chat out of me, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> not happy about. That's I want funny. it to be good, man. I just want yeah. it to be good. That's well, all. You know, celebrations next week. There'll be a lot of news from that. You know, I'm in the I'm in the room for the Luxfilm panel. You're in the you room might. for the Luxfilm panel. Yeah. Um, um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so. When they bring out Lindelof. No, not Lindelof. Tyker. No, right. not Tyker. Yeah. Um, Tyker will be there. They're gonna, apparently, they're going to announce three films. So I think it'll be this one, Charmin, Steve Knight one. 
Sean Levy's one, and then Tiger's one for the third time. Can't wait to see all these new logos. That sounds good. Spoil. I've got like a place in the main hall for this Lucasfilm plan. I did actually want. I do actually want to go to it. This is the thing. I just make too many jokes. People think I'm serious. Yeah, and then you know you get to see probably the Ahsoka trailer, Skeleton Crew trailer. Maybe you'll see some things from Acolyte and Andor. You know, like be pretty cool. Would be, nice. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, they haven't got a celebration for two years, so you'd think they'd show you some things. Who's hosting that? I have no idea. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't, I don't keep up with this stuff. I, I just, either Nick tells me or Tyler tells me or Jason. I thought I saw Gwendolyn Christie was going as well, but I don't know if she'd be hosting it again. She's there for the villains panel um, with Andy Serkis and Ian McDermott. So I don't know if she's going to be on the Lucas I think it'll panel. be telling because you'd think it would be Kathleen Kennedy, right? Does she host these things or is she, is she just on stage? Does somebody else actually host? I don't know. I feel like for. The Lucasfilm showcase, you'd want the guy, the people at the head. Oh, you're also probably going to get an Indiana Jones trailer there, by the way. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, you might see Big Boy Harrison walk out on stage. Will I season two? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> according to, to Jeff Snyder, Disney have said... I know, I know. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll see. I, again, there'll be a lot to talk about. Not next week, but the week after, right? You know... I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to being in the room for that because despite what I feel about the current state of Star Wars, mm. it's always exciting to be in a room of people that care passionately about something. And you don't need to worry, people, if you happen to be near me, I won't be making snarky comments during the uh, during the show. Um I'm there to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, <laughs> It's, might, yeah, might it, blog it. You might blog it. You said I might vlog it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll be doing. I assume a live vlog on that day. Anyway, if people want to keep up, I'll be doing that. I assume. Um, sure. You know, but again, it's good. You may or may not be there for the sake of anonymity. I may or may not be there. You know, uh, no longer know. Sometimes one day I'm like, yeah, I'm going. Another day I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, for different reasons, but um, if you want to help out, go to bestbinbuilders.com uh, uh, and go to the uh, coffee page. Um, yeah, it would it, it would be. Big Crazy Boy does a lot of work. I, he, I, he did not ask me to say this, but he does a lot of work to uh, get stuff out for you guys, and he's always chatting to people. And sometimes that does come with stress. I know that because he's phoned me when he's been a bit stressed out about stuff. Mm. Um, so if you want to uh, compensate him a little bit for his time, I think he'd appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, there's no pressure. Like I know the, the world we're living in, cost of living prices in the UK exactly. and whatnot. So. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very difficult. Yes, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm. You're not saying it. I am. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know when I won't. You donate, when you so. donate to that, it all goes to him. Like I'm, I'm not like, gaining anything out of this except um, a friend uh, <laughs> getting a little bit of compensation for the hard work he puts in. Um, yeah, but again, like you know, I always like I always say it. Like when people talk about the site, I always say it's, you know, I wouldn't be doing the site if it wasn't for you. You know what I mean? So. Oh well, I, you're very kind. 
you know, like it's if I, if I have any problem, and you've made it very like easy for me to use the site because I obviously I don't have a laptop or anything, so I do everything through the phone, and you've made it very easy to, to do everything now. Um, yeah, well, and, uh, especially with the live blog thing we've got going on now. That's much the easier. live blog thing. Yeah, so that'll be handy next again. That'll be handy next week, especially like <clears throat> even if I'm not there, you will be there. So we have first hand accounts of what's happening and being said in that room you yeah, know yeah. it's not like going through twitter and then people have misunderstood a certain line or people have i'll never forget the d23 2019 where people said ray was fighting poe dameron on like the death star ruins when it was kylo like yeah. so yeah so yeah this is this has been a long episode but uh all yeah, of them have been it. long recently so enjoy uh, it enjoy, enjoy it, it. um when are you back on you now? Don't know. <laughs> Another couple of months, maybe. <laughs> um, well, we know you're here twice in May, right? For oh. Fast 10 and Guardians. Of course, yeah. Well, definitely uh, Fast 10. We'll see about Guardians. I should be. I should see Guardians. But yeah, Fast you, 10 is 100%. Oh. Fast 10 is 100%. Um, and then what we're doing with Succession, are we doing it when it ends? Are we doing Ted Lasso when it ends? What, what are we doing with those things? Uh, let's save them till the end, I think. Mm, okay. And, uh, you might be back for Mando at the end? Maybe. Maybe. I, might be back, I might be back in a couple of weeks after Celebration, who knows? Oh, yeah, 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 in two Wednesdays time, you might be back, yeah. Yeah, I might be all, might, I might be all back in. <laughs> I might be full, I might be full helmet on. He saw skeleton crew footage and was like, that's, that's it, that sold me, you know? Yeah, I might have uh, my helmet on, mate. Not taking it mm, off again. Yeah. Well, it's it's been a good one, man. It's been a laugh to have you on, and uh, yeah. So hey, prep your enthusiasm, mate. Prep your enthusiasm. Like this, yeah. Prep your enthusiasm.